This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans has been serving members and their health for 75 years. Learn about our Tennessee roots at FBHP.com. With Coach Dave McGinnis and Rhett Bryan, I'm Mike Keith, and we are coming to you from Mobile and the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl, the 74th edition. Pleased to be joined by the Executive Director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. Five for you, is that right? Fifth year. Fifth year. Yeah, it's going by fast. It is certainly <laughs> going by fast. And um, last year, 106 total guys drafted, which was a fantastic number. Do you hope you can do that number again this year? No, because we've done it back-to-back years. I want to get off 106 and at least <laughs> at least get to 107. We, we've been stuck at 106 the last two years. But, no, that's yeah, that's been our highest number ever. Um, but we're trying to get better. Last year was, was uh, I wasn't happy. We got to 106 in the seventh round, and we had like four picks left, and, and none of them were our guys, and we needed one more to go. So, no, it's, uh, that's always fun. Draft day's fun. We'll see. We'll see. Jim, let see me just say this. As a lifetime NFL, this is my 37th year. I can't, you know, you and I talked a little bit earlier. I coached in this game a lot of times during my career, have been here ever since it was except the COVID years. The job that you've done, you and your staff have done since you've taken over, of getting the quality of players to come here and participate is outstanding. Thank you. And I'm just talking about from a lifetime NFL coach because this is an important part of the, of the process. As you well know, you, you've been in it for a long time too. Yep. The issue is, is you need to see these guys in person and you need to see them on the field with legitimate drills so that you can get an idea we can all transpose tape all we want but the job that you and your your group has done has been outstanding getting the quality of players in here well thank you coach that that means a ton and and the first the first order of business was really building a legitimate football operation to start with you know when we got here uh we didn't have tape in the office so I had to call. I had to call Park Avenue and say, you know, how do we go about getting tape? And they're like, well, Jim, this, we've never given tape to All Star games. How, you know, I'm like, well, how does that work? How do how do we pick rosters if we can't watch the players? So so that started it. And then you know the other thing we've done every year, as you know, Coach. I mean, the ball bounces a certain way. So um, after the hiring hiring and firing cycle of scouts is done, usually after the draft. Um, we'll get a group of those guys and work for us for a year in hopes that they can bounce back and give them, a, give them kind of a soft landing spot. So this year we had nine former NFL guys on the staff, 173 years of experience, and they were out at games. And they were all over the country. We had a good spread all over the country, and they go to games and we see them live. And we get, you know, they can download tape right from our server, and they watch tape all week. So just that's been the biggest key is just is just trying to do the football part the right way, and then. And then you, you hope you've, you, like you and I, we've done it long enough. If you watch tape, you should be able to identify him. Well, see, that, that, that to me just, just pinpoints what I was seeing since you took over. And, and now that it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense because you've got to watch tape. And, you've got, and the way that you approached it, I mean, you approached it as you would as if you were building your team. Yeah, it, I mean, we definitely had to have a plan. Yes. I mean, that was part of the master plan. And, like, were you talking about the, the, the benefits of the Senior Bowl? I tell all the players even, as a scout, you can go into the draft room and pound the table for a player. And I say this in all all reverence of scouts because that's what I was. I'm not talking down on scouts. That was me. Um, But you can pound the table all you want, but it matters a lot more when someone like yourself – 
you know, someone that's been a head coach. When you get a head coach or a general manager or a decision maker down here, and it's one thing for me to see him in Athens in, in September. It's another thing for you to see him because now, you know, you as a head coach, now you're invested in the player, right? So it's a, it's a much easier sell to the organization when your head coach sees him, your GM sees him. Um, and like you said, good on good, great on great down here in practice. Um, yeah. Let me dive into a couple positions, especially that the Titans will be interested in, I'm sure. The offensive line. This is always a great place to find those meat and potato guys. Around the NFL in 2022, we've seen a bunch of rookies from last year's Reese's Senior Bowl who have started, who have done well. As you look at this group of offensive linemen, what jumps out to you? Um, there's, there's, good, there's good depth across. Um, you know, I don't know if there's like the high ends, like the like high first round. I don't know if that's in this class, but uh, – but there's good. You can always find good players. Like someone asked in the press conference just now, you know, that Mel Kuyper said this isn't a very good draft. And they said, do you agree? I said I don't agree with that. I mean, you got a draft with. We've got 125 players down here. If you're if you're a team, you you can find players on this roster that can make you better. You can out of all the players in the draft. If you're the Tennessee Titans and you got seven draft picks, you can find seven guys that can come in and help your football team. So I don't agree with that. But but it, it it's. Uh, you know, in terms of positions of strength, it's really hard for us typically to get a lot of good running backs because, as we know, a lot of those guys have good good careers as juniors and they, they, they bounce. Um, but this for this year's class, to get guys like Chase Brown from Illinois and, and uh, Kenny McIntosh, there's some, there's some really good guys in that group. But the offensive line group, you're right. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys. Our guys usually go second, third round. We, like that, we usually dominate that second to fourth round, and that's where you're, that's where you're finding your starting offensive linemen. Jim, the wide receiving group is one of those that I've started to read about that says eh, it's, a, it's not a great year for wide receivers. I would disagree with that, especially with the guys that you have here this week, whether it's Dontavian Wicks from Virginia or Rasheed Rice, or if you want the smaller guys like Tank Dell from Houston. Yeah. But the, even uh, the guy I'm intrigued by is the kid that it's your first Ivy League invite since 2014, and Andre Yashevis from Princeton, yeah. who is supposed to be like a world-class track athlete. You just named four really good ones. <laughs> you named uh, Wicks is you know Wicks is a guy before the year started talking to teams around the league. Teams had second round grades on Wicks, um, and it was one of those circumstances where they bring in a new coaching staff, they change up the offense, and for whatever reason that offense really struggled. The quarterback struggled. He's in the portal now, and he's at another school. And Wicks's numbers went from like twelve hundred yards receiving down to about four hundred. Um, so this is a big week for for Tay, and and he knows that and. Where I, where I get excited about Dontavian is the athlete. You see the double move stuff from this guy. That's when you can really judge athleticism on a wideout. And uh, his double move stuff's great. He's he needs to catch it clean down here this week. He had he had a bunch of drops this year, um, so I think it was a confidence thing. But um, you know, with the with the with the smaller guys, Tank Dell's a baller. Um, Yoshivas, I think is I don't want to peg this on this guy because I don't I don't like doing that on players. But he's in a similar spot to Christian where Christian Watson was last year. Um, you know, from North Dakota State last year, Christian. You know, we do all these grade sharing calls with the NFL teams in November to make sure we're you know, in the same place they are with these guys and make sure we're not too high, too low. Because I say this all the time, we got no ego in this thing. We, we're, this, this, game, these, this game and these rosters are for the 32 teams, not us. We're not trying to build a team. This is for them. So we do. We call around. I talk to the Titans guys, and we, you know, we compare grades and talk about players. And um, last year, Christian Watson was a fourth or fifth-round pick for everybody. I didn't hear a day two grade from anybody. And he leaves, leaves here. He ran fast at the combine. That's part of it, too. Um, but he goes 34th overall, so pretty big jump. So I, I, I'm not going to pin that on Andre that he's going to make that kind of jump. 
but we're talking about a really high-end athlete at six one and a half. He's the NCAA heptathlon champion. Um, he's going to have, and, and he's confident. That's what I like. Some of the small school guys, and, and coach, I know you saw it when you coached in the game. Some of the small school guys, you can lose them. You know, there's a lot of people don't understand the anxiety for all these guys. You know, you think, oh, he went to Bama and he's played on these big stages. They know they're here with the best of the best. They know they got to compete. But with the small school guys, you can. You know, I've been really in tune with that. I didn't do a good job of that my first year with some of the small school guys. So since then, I've, I've actually called multiple guys on each staff and said, are we bringing the – can he get through the week, you know, from a confidence perspective? Is the stage going to be too big? And I've had a couple co- coaches say over the years, you know, Jim, that might be an issue with that guy, you know. Um, but with Andre, it won't. You'll meet him when he's down here. He's, he's a confident kid. Well, to me, uh, let's stay on a small school because you know, I coached – I was on a staff. I was a head coach one year down here. I was on a staff for five others, you know, in, in this down here. And you're so right what you say. Let's go so, with some of your small school guys. Okay. And I know you've dug on them. Yep. Tyson Badgett from Shepard. Yeah. The quarterback. Yeah, so Tyson, there hasn't been a D2 quarterback drafted. You remember this name, Chris Greason. Um, well, he, he – from 99. Played for us. Did he really? 1999. Yeah. Last D2 quarterback drafted. So I saw Tyson at the Manning camp this summer. Um, he can. He, he's 6.031, I think he measured. You know, he's 220-ish. He's got, so he's got NFL size. He's got an arm. Uh, he can layer the football to all three levels. I really. He's got a really nice feel for, like, trajectory um, and putting it over coverage. And he can run around. He, he's the guy. I, I've used this. I, I, I People in the media, don't, Coach, you know this, but when you work in the NFL, you don't do the comparison thing a lot. No. Because like, to me, when you're a scout, when you use a player comp, it's because I'm going to Coach McGinnis, and he hasn't seen him yet. So I, everything has to line up, the height, the speed, the measurables, the play style, the, you know, everything. Um, but with but but there's a little Tony Romo to Tyson Bajan. Um, see, and that to me, as a coach – that makes sense, and and I love what you said about the comparison deal because the comparison deal sometimes is a, is just you know you're forfeiting to something that you haven't dug on. Yeah, people just throw stuff out. Exactly, and <laughs> and to me now that makes sense. You know with what you're saying How about this guy McClendon Curtis from Chattanooga. Yeah, you know we we had Cole Strange was a big one yes. for us last year. That's another guy, fourth or fifth round pick, goes 29 overall to New England. Um, and McClendon's a good player, but. We're not expecting, you know, I'm not because they wore the same helmet. I'm not, I'm not thinking he's going to have to wear a cold day. But a big human being. This is a big man. He takes up space inside. He's more of a guard. Uh, really nice. Really, really, really fun guy to be around. We did a community service activation in Pensacola last week. Where we have 13 guys training over there at Exos right, in Pensacola. Right. So, uh, you know, he, he's, he, you know when, I, when I was in Seattle, we had an offensive line coach that he, his big thing was can they play square? Can they just play square? And this guy's a big body. You can't work his edges. Um, he can he can protect the depth of the pocket. He can get some movement coming off the ball. Um, so it'll be this will be a big week for him because there were a couple play up games last year. They played Kentucky. This year, I think they might have played Illinois. I can't remember. It's all running together. But this will be a big week for McClendon. Joey Fisher from Shepherd. Yeah, so Joey's a guy. You know, Tyson's teammate. We, yes, for, that's, for, that 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 interested me to see that you. We, we called him up, so here's an unfortunate deal. We, uh, we called him up last week on Thursday from the NFLPA game. He had a really good week out there. We had boots on the ground in, out in Pasadena, you know, buddies from the league. Sure. We're calling every day, hey, Jim, here's who looks good. Here's, and uh, Joey, everyone thought he was the best offensive lineman out there, and we, and we liked him. When I went to give Tyson his invite in, uh, in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, earlier in the fall, I pulled Joey aside. I'm like, you go out to that other game and have a good week, and I'd love to, I'd love to call you up. Well, 
on Thursday, we call him up, have a conversation with the agent, and he's like, Jim, what, what do you think we should do? I said, you know, that, that's your call. That's your player. Um, I'd love to see him show up healthy. Um, but I also – I have a lot of respect for the guy that runs the NFLPA game, Dane Vandernat. He's a former guy. He worked for the Raiders. Right. Um, Dane's a good guy. He's done, done a good job. I said, you know, that's up to you. So he plays, and he breaks his hand. Oh, the, no. On the second, second snap of the game. So he came out here. He's here. He went through interviews last night with half the league. Um, so he's – getting taken advantage of some of the experience but he's going to leave tomorrow um but he is a big tough nasty dude now he plays right tackle there i think he's more of a guard what do guard. you th- what do you think guard yeah and, but yeah. to me to, just him being here that's a major help for him too yeah huge help for him and the fact but th- just these guys that i'm mentioning i mean you know people listening probably going oh, what are you guys talking they're about? they're learning <laughs> well the thing about it is you're educating them coach well well look of course, I cut my teeth with Ditka with the linebackers for years. It's a really great group. But I'm always interested when I watch. And the linebacker position has changed so much yeah. in the in collegiate ball and also in the National Football League because now you're looking for dudes that can really run. Yeah, got to play in space. And it's very seldom that you've got a 6'4", 250 dude coming down and hitting that fullback 18, 20 times yeah, a game. We're not two-gapping guards anymore. Anymore. <laughs> Aubrey Miller from Jackson State. Yeah, Aubrey's a, a Missouri transfer. Uh, I had a chance to go up to Jackson State in, in August and speak to the team. Coach Dion had me up there, which was which was great of him, and I spoke to the team. He kept the seniors after, and Coach, what stood out was uh, he took notes, took diligent notes. He asked good questions. When we broke the senior group, he came up and asked more questions. So I knew he was serious about it. He is a, you know, he's only five eleven and change, but he he is rocked up now. I mean, this is a muscled up dude. Um, so he's got a little rigidity to his movement. Like so, the pass coverage stuff th- this week is going to be big for him. He's been doing yoga. He's told me he's like, because I told him at the school, I'm like, he's like, what do I need to work? And I'm like, flexibility. So he's been doing yoga. So we'll see how that looks. But I know this. He is a dude that's going to run down on kickoff 100 miles an hour and hit somebody. So, and if see, you, to if you're, my, if you're linebacker, the, right? To yeah. me, well, yeah. And, and to me, this is the great part I loved about this. Uh, I loved, you know, what you said that I don't know if everybody picked up on when you said when I coached this thing. The, one of the more important things coaches get from this when they coach down here is who takes notes. Watch the. I mean, that that's such a vital point. You know, are they all in? Some of them like the part that surrounds it but are they all into what makes it work are they eating it up are they I mean, eating it up they, and, and that's that's and you learn that when you coach this thing right you really do i loved coaching this thing at all the years that i did it isaiah land from florida a&m isaiah last year as a junior at florida a&m um, led the country in sacks all levels had 19 sacks and uh you know this year numbers were rolled down got a lot of extra attention so you know people were focused on the guy um, his big thing is weight. He was like 217 this fall. So what do you do with a 217-pound rusher? There's, there, you're not. You're like, not. You can't do it in the NFL. So he knows that. He showed up here. He weighed in at 226. So he's trending in the right direction. I know we drafted Bruce Irvin when I was in Seattle. It was 227. Brian Burns, the great rusher for the Carolina Panthers, yes. was 226 at Florida State. Now, those guys, by the time they get to the combine, they were in the high 230s, 240. But it, I told Isaiah, I'm like, man, they just need to see you going in the right, trending in the right direction. But he has natural rush, t- uh, natural rush talent. Man, he's got some movement to him that, that's hard to coach, and uh, just needs to keep getting bigger. And it's a good looking 226. You know, sometimes guys try to add weight too fast, and it 
It it's bad. Look, it, it looks like the weight I got on me right now. It doesn't look very That's good. That's not true. But Keep uh, going. no, no. But <laughs> but but he, you know, he 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 went and, uh, when we when we weighed and measured those guys the other day, he took his stuff off. I was like, wow, you you look good, Isaiah. So he's 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 going in the right direction. You know what? He and I could talk this whole well, roster. Well, you could, but he's got to go. He's got to go. He's, he's he's busy. Yeah, I, I love talking ball with you. Yeah, but coach. As it's I awesome. said, at the start of this, the thing that you've done in the five years you've had a hold of this. Tremendous. Thank you, Coach. That, well, mean, that I means a lot. The Titans enjoy being here. We appreciate all the hospitality and uh, the way you allow us access in this way. Jim, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I mean, I love Nashville, so we, I got to get up there to some, some Jim, Titans games and stuff. Get my number. I've got yours. Okay. Coach Max got a lot of numbers in that phone. I'm going to send you <laughs> mine when you come to Nash Vegas. <laughs> That's the thing Sound, to do. Sounds good, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having Jim. me back Thanks, on. Thanks, Jim. Jim. We're going to keep the OTP rolling. Is Jim Nagy kind enough to join us here in Mobile? We are excited on this Tuesday to be started. And halftime of the OTP is sponsored by the new Duncan Rewards Program. These are rewards you can really use. No, really. Use them on free donuts, coffees, and breakfast sandwiches. And then use them on free donuts, coffees, and breakfast sandwiches to say something special like, thanks for that thing you did, or I'm sorry for that thing that I did, Rhett. <laughs> okay. Sorry I was so grumpy this morning, Rhett. <laughs> Join Duncan Rewards today. Save them, stack them, use them however you want. America runs on Duncan. Terms apply. All right, Rhett Bryant. We started the road trip with Duncan, by the we way. We started the road trip with Duncan. Delicious. And, and Rhett's got a new Duncan by his home in Murfreesboro. I know that because he texted me so excited. Yes. So I – Downloaded the app. I started my rewards. There you go. And started paying it forward. There you go. Here we go. At a baby. All right. So uh, it's day one. It's Tuesday morning. Jim Nagy's been here with us. We could have talked to him all day. We sure could have. But Coach Mack decided to dominate the conversation. Anyway, um, (laughs) no, that was fun, Coach. Thank you so much. So I asked him about O line. Give me a couple of stick out positions that you're interested to watch when we go to practice this afternoon. Certainly. The running backs, Mike, I mean, he's got a fantastic crop of running backs in this. And whether it's Kenny McIntosh from Georgia, uh, Tajay Spears from Tulane is a back who is going to, I think, really move up the charts starting this week. He's a guy that had a really nice year for the Green Wave, and he's the guy that had a 205-yard four-touchdown performance in the Cotton Bowl win, the upset over Southern Cal. And I think he's one of these guys that certainly uh, needs to be looked at. Chase Brown, another uh, nice running back from the University of Illinois who had a 1,600-yard rushing season, has a, a brother, Sidney Brown, who's a defensive back, also played with him in college. They're on the same team this week, uh, and they'll be playing in the Senior Bowl together. But the, the running backs are strong in this class. Tight end strong in this overall class. Tight ends draft. And, and very strong here in Mobile as well, if there's going to be a first-round pick that ends up coming from the Senior Bowl, one would figure a tight end would be at the top of that list. Luke Musgrave, kid from Oregon State, played two – you know, he's got football in his family. Uh, His uncle – you know, Bill, Bill, Bill Musgrave, Musgrave. You know, is a, it was a co- longtime coach in this league. I interviewed him for a coordinator position when I was a head coach. Anyway, Luke has got speed, he's got size, he's got soft hands, but he got injured after two games at Oregon State. So this is a is a huge venue for him to get on the field. Now, 
Speed-wise, I haven't seen enough tape on him, Mike, to say speed-wise he is what they think he might be. But if he can display some of that down here, to me, he can catapult himself in this draft just because of the fact he only played two games this year. It's reported he's got 4-4 speed. We'll see. He caught 47 passes in his career, but the first two games – of the year were remarkable. I mean, he was on a pace to do something just wild, and then he gets hurt. And his overall size combined with that speed that you talk about, I don't know who a comp would be. I mean, he blocks, too. Well, we just talked about comps, and let me just say this. Let me say this about about this guy. Until I, I get it verified, I'm always very, very reluctant to put that kind of a speed on a guy that's got that kind of size. Oh, yeah. Okay. But if if he is even able – I mean, you know, there's not a lot of 4-4 humans in the world. No. But if you if he even gets it close to that or to 4-5, this guy has got enough a range of catches and he's got enough, he's got enough uh, ability. His spatial catches are really good. And so, to me, when you really start talking about tight ends, especially – and both of you guys know this, and for our listeners – Lately, it, they've come out of Iowa. I mean, right. Iowa, Iowa has put it out. This guy looks like he might have been an Iowa tight end. All right. So, for the OT people who are listening to this, you're probably wondering, you know the Titans pick 11th. You know the Titans have six overall draft picks. The Titans don't have their four because it's in Atlanta in the Julio Jones trade. They don't have their own six because that – that goes to the Rams um, in the Robert Woods trade, right. but they have Atlanta six back from Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. So the Titans have a one, two, three, a five, six, seven. They do not figure to get a compensatory pick. In reading the mathematical equation to sort of figure it out, that does not look likely. Now, that can change, that can happen, that's certainly not official. We won't know that until late February or early March, but it looks like it's going to be six picks. You would both agree the Titans' first-round pick, if they stay at 11, is not here in Mobile this week. That's, I, I, I would agree with that. I would also. It's also quite conceivable that the Titans' second-round pick at 42 is not here this week. Maybe. Maybe. Might be. Might be. But that's a high two. That's a high two. Still maybe, but, I mean, you know, we just had Jim Nagy on talking about, and I, I was very, very honest with him because there had been a difference, and you, you heard the difference that he said. To know that all these years that these people that were putting it on and inviting players in here didn't have tape, think about that a minute. Now what he has done, he has modernized this thing, and he has hired NFL scouts to go out and look at these people, and he spent the year doing it. He was a great scout when he was in the league, a great scout, very thorough. So the quality of players he has here, to your question, Mike, there's a possible guy there. He just mentioned you know, Christian Watson last year. Who would have thought? Who right? jumped? Yeah, he was a late two. Yeah. 42 is obviously a, a high two. So let's just say that's true, just hypothetically, that 11 and 42 are not here. But everybody else is. Everybody else is. And that's the key to this thing is finding the three, the five, the six, and potentially the seven 
and to find undrafteds here. Most of these players are going to be drafted. That's the thing, that's the thing Jim Nagy talked about at the start. Uh, 106 players in each of the last two NFL drafts have come from the Senior Bowl, you know, which is roughly 40%. Um, so pretty strong. But, man, you, you get that meat and potatoes here. You can find a lineman. You can find a tight end. You can find defensive linemen. Might be able to find an edge rusher. Well, there's no doubt. And, and, and to me, when you come here, that's why, you have to, that's why when I was talking with him and you said I dominated the conversation, did. which I did, <laughs> which, which I love doing because I love talking ball <laughs> because that guy can talk ball. Yes, sir. Uh, it, is, it, ask him about those smaller school guys. Because here is a chance now. You can watch tape all you want. I mean, I've had plenty of smaller school guys that I've, I've drafted or signed as free agents in my coaching career. But you've got to, something on tape where they play has to jump out. But the people they're playing against may not ever play football again. So you get them here to this and in this type of environment against elevated competition, it's very valuable. Mike, you heard me ask Jim Nagy about the wide receiving group that's here. There's a lot of talent here, and if you're you're talking, you know, pick, you know, five, six, seven, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, you can get a wide receiver right here, and and not just uh, a big, uh, you know, possession guy. You can get a small, as Coach Mack would say, a gadget gadget guy, who's a returner and can do all those things. I asked him about Tank Dell from from Houston, who is a he's an undersized guy, but he is a rocket. Well, and it's not thought to be a draft where there are a lot of high-end wide receivers. Wide receiver has almost gotten like quarterback. Coach Mack always says there's the draft and there's the quarterback draft. It's almost to the point with how much teams throw, there's the draft, there's the quarterback draft, and to a certain extent, it's the wide receiver draft too. Guys will jump up because teams need so many of them. You know who else is doing that, and that's a great, that's a great observation on your part. The other thing, the other position that jumps out like that is tight ends. Yes. Tight ends. Now, and this, this is a good tight end group here, but you can see that more athletes are starting to be featured just because of, even if people are in 11 personnel, which is three wides, one tight, one back, as their offensive set, mostly in shotgun, that tight end's a wide receiver. Sure. And so that's another position, Mike, that, that goes into that category. And the Titans figure to be in the tight end market. Sure they are. In I free mean, agency and in the draft, so it's a good year for that. Uh, the Titans are, are going to be looking for corners, there may be a first-round corner here. There are certainly some guys who feel like Roger McCrary comps, and Roger McCrary was not being talked about as a second-round pick when he showed up here. He was being talked about as an early day three pick or a late day two pick, and he goes all the way to 35. I can make the case that if the Titans had stuck with their original pick at 26, they were going to take McCrary there. They thought he was that good. So you start to see the traits here, and those that's a position that can jump up because, hey, if you need a lot of wide receivers, you also need a lot of corners. Yeah, too. well, and, and the key here with cornerbacks is, is, is a huge drill to watch is the one-on-ones. Oh, yeah. Because the one-on-ones it, it, with, with cornerbacks and wide receivers is heavily, heavily weighted towards the offense mm-hmm. because it's just you and him and the whole you got 53 and a third and you got everything behind you but just to be able to watch hip flip just to be able to watch transition just to be able to watch body leverage as they're backpedaling uh catch point all of that stuff is big down here that's why it's so so important the years that i coached it we always would want to you know we would we would talk with 
our scouts, and then we would talk with other scouts, drills they wanted to see so that they could ascertain some of these things. There's a long corner from South Carolina who everybody watched on Saturdays being in Southeastern Conference country. Darius Rush, who is here this week, 6'2", 206. That's a guy to keep your eye on this week. You're talking about cornerbacks. And I'll tell you, an edge rusher that if he has a good week is going to make himself a lot of money is Keon White from Georgia Tech. Mac, you've watched him. Yeah, I've watched him. And, and, and the, the edge rushers, the edge rushers to me, Mike brought those up earlier. Keon White to me is at the top of the list, Red. But the edge rushers, the ones that I'm going to want to see down here, Will McDonald the fourth from Iowa State. This guy's 24 years old, 235 pounds, really bendy. Derek Hall from Auburn. You already mentioned Keon White. Dylan Horton from TCU, all right. Andre Clarity the second from Army. And they've just made the rule where this guy come out to play. He might be a two- or three-year deal. K.J. Henry, you know, from Clemson. Uh, they, we've got some edge rushers, and, and I'm glad Mike brought those up. Allie Gay from LSU. Byron Young from Tennessee. All these guys are here. Nick Hampton from App State. Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. Lonnie Phelps, Jr. from Kansas. Got to have them. DJ well, you're Johnson. about Derek Hall from Auburn. He had a very productive career as a, an Auburn Tiger, I think he had 22 career quarterback sacks there. That's consistency. That's production. That's well, what you're looking for. And the for. Titans could sure use a rookie there because they've got a lot of cap things to do, as we know. The good news is they have Harold Landry back. The bad news is they got to find some more depth with Weaver and whoever else is in the rest of that bunch. Um, and, and that's you know that's where they are right now uh is and, and you you got to continue to find those guys as rookies because they cost so much when they get to free agency if you're going to keep your cost down dude you have got to find as many of those guys early as you possibly can because they're in in essence in every defensive package now well and there's more than there's more than four of them there's more than two of them there's more than one of right. them you you see it all across the league and and you're so right and you're if your depth players are guys that when you're developing them they can still be contributors mm-hmm. especially in your rush packages that's what's so big because and and you say something that's very true mike their money once they get once they get developed and they start their money is moving up oh it's quarterbacks, and then it's edge rushers, and then it's offensive tackles. Well, And, and that's where it's going. And if you're the Titans, you have money in Landry for the next four years. You, you had a lot of money in him last year, and unfortunately he wasn't able to play, but he'll Correct. be back and he'll be ready to go. You figure you're going to put money in Jeffrey Simmons. Sure. So, you, you, I mean, you can't pay everybody at that point. And you've got to be able to find some guys, and this will be the start of that. So we'll be watching those drills this afternoon in practice, excited about it. Coach Mack, practices today, what are you most excited to see? I, 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 I want the one-on-ones. I want the one-on-ones. I want the, the wide receiver, cornerbacks one-on-ones, and then the pass rush one-on-ones. Pass rush. Now, pass rush one-on-one is weighted heavily to the defense. Because you, you, you're, not playing, you're not in a 50-50 strut. You're not playing run. You're not, playing, you know, you're not deciding what it is. You're going. But that's what I want to see, the one-on-ones. That's what I'm looking at. Rhett, player you want to see in person today. Give me two names, players. Give me an offense and a defense that you want to see in person, in pads here in Mobile, Alabama. Offense, I want to see Andre Yashevis, the wide receiver from Princeton, who is this hiptathlete, all-American, 
who is uh, one of the he's the first Ivy League player to be here in almost 10 years, and uh, has supposedly got the scoots to to make it happen. We're going to see how that translates in pads this week. Uh, defensively, I'm going to say Carl Brooks, the defensive lineman from Bowling Green, who is somebody that Mac has put on my radar early on and a guy that can uh, kind of make a name for himself this week. All right, so we're do, in Mobile. Do I get to say who I want to see? Well, I, I, sure. Thank you. Go. I was <laughs> going to read a commercial, but go ahead. We need commercials. Yes, we do. Dewan Jones from Ohio State. Yes. I want to watch that, want to watch that Six, dude. 6'8", 359, O-line, wingspan 89 and a half inches. And he's played tackle and he's played guard. And he's played AAU basketball. Yes. I want to see him. Okay. Read your commercial. Do you have, a, do you have another? Do you have a defensive player? Well, I've, you want got, to see? I've got notebooks. For I know you do, but <laughs> give me notebooks. one name. <laughs> Will you McDonald, have to leave for practice. Will McDonald the fourth from Iowa State. Yes. Thirty-four sacks in five years. There you go. Very productive player. Uh, two weeks from now, Valentine's Day. Oh. I'm going to help the OT people out. <laughs> Valentine's Day just around the corner. Two weeks away, actually. The Tennessee Titans official wine club has a special offer for you. Get an additional 10% off all Valentine's Day gifts at foolishclub.com. That's foolishclub.com by using code FEB14. That's F-E-B-14. Surprise your significant other with one of our premium wine sets and make this Valentine's Day a memorable one. Foolishclub.com. Again, use code feb 14 Feb 14 and start shopping now. That's a little favor to all of you guys especially because that helps you out. Uh, we're going to practice. We'll have OTPs every day for Coach Dave McGinnis and Rhett Bryant. I'm Mike Keith. Thanks for listening for the OTP On the Road presented by our great friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Health care coverage the way it should be. High quality, sensibly priced, and easy to apply for at fbhp.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to the big show where the legends go. Everybody knows it's our house.